0: G golly whiz and peace and love welcome to the return of spanky number two why Jiminy G gosh Gee golly that's right kids it's time do you want to spank she golly whiz from Atlantic City New Jersey Spanky, experimental Puppet and Theater Company. So welcome, Gigali kids. Welcome to Spanky's part, the return of Spanky's Puppets number two. Before we get off on our skits, because I've got a lot I need to share with you kids today, let's all say hi to our good pal, Spanky. Is everybody ready? Well, hold on. Let's get him here. Gee golly gosh. Spanky, where are you, dude? Hang on. Gee golly. That's right, Spanky. Hey, Tiger, you know something? I got a bone to pick with you, buddy. You're not going to get anywhere. Blowing grass Skateboarding Listening to punk rock music There Spankarino Don't you think it's time That you buckle down There sport? Jiminy golly gosh And for the rest of you out there Welcome QZJQDGV You're in the middle of a live puppet show With a message And for everybody else out there That's exactly what what this is i do serious content but every once in a while i have to go to land to make believe jiminy g gosh spanky i guess what i'm trying to say is i'm really tired of you flubbing up these shows with your your fucking rampant marijuana use dude i'm trying to branch out you know it's like i gotta look dude you know, they put the surgery off for another three months, dude. I got to find a gig. I got to somehow find a way, dude. And you're not helping me when I promise a family-friendly live stream. And what, what do I get? Well, when we go off to see what G-Golly Spanky's doing, Tiger, I get a, a little bit a, a a ruffian, right? A little riffraff. W with with, with with the devil's lettuce and the skateboarding spank. Now look for the rest of you, we're gonna get back to Spanky, but I wanna talk about a serious story tonight, man. Because in Spanky, I'd like you to wise up. Jiminy G Gosh. You see, kids. Let's bring him out, man. This is J. Edgar Hoover. Look, he's gonna talk to you. Look. My name's J. Edgar Hoover, man, and I run the fucking FBI. Do you dig what I am trying to, to lay down to you? What I'm trying to say is, you filthy communists, you think you can infiltrate this clean country with your filth your agitation, your communism, and most importantly, your filthy marijuana narcotic, well, you got another thing coming, pal, because the FBI is a coming for you. That's right, Mr. Director, said the DEA, and you can... Hey, what's up, Mitchell's Productions? Peace and love. Hey, that's right, said the DEA, and look, kids... Tonight, we're going to tell you a story, a real powerful story. You don't have to just be a degenerate marijuana user. You don't want to make Mr. Hoover angry, do you? Look here, you filthy communist. You either straighten out or you'll deal with me. Ooh, ooh, that's right, kids. So look, I'm not going to lecture you. That's not for me, man. But get ready for the rooms of Alcoholics Anonymous, man. Hey, man, my name's Snake, and that's Righteous. What's up, Snake? Yo, Mitchell's Productions, peace and love. Well, Snake, I see that we're in a Potaholics Anonymous room. We sure are, man. You know, there was a time when there was no hope for somebody with this disease oh hold on okay okay sorry about that maybe that'll be better so there was a time when there was no hope for anybody with this disease really snake that's right man but thanks to my ingenuity i started potaholics anonymous but let me tell you what it was like before because the one thing about this disease of potaholism is it wants to kill you man it wants to kill you and if you not work in a program of recovery you'll die look and you quantum dc who just came in I think what Snake is saying here is apropos. Shannon, peace and love. What Snake is trying to say is quite simply this. If you have the disease of potaholism, you will die unless, because there is no cure, unless you work a a 12-step program in Potaholics Anonymous, man. And dude... We're going to get into how it started, uh, which is a dark story. But before we do, because you're probably looking at Snake and going like, okay, yeah, he's a rough and tumble kind of guy. Peace and love to you, Shannon. Quick update to some some long-time listeners. Yours truly was supposed to have his spine surgery in a week. It's been pushed back till the 20th of December. I can't get into it. I'm gonna be doing a lot of podcasting between now and then. So it's all good, Shannon. I can't it's all good. We're gonna motor through it. But yes, I just learned this two days ago. Hence Spanky's puppets are back and look here. Look here. I'm not turning to to the to the marijuana needle. I was tempted, guys. You know what, Snake? When that they called me up and they said, Hey man, we know you've been waiting. We know you've been waiting for over a year, but guess what, dude? You're going to have to wait a little bit because we want to run some more needless tasks, dude. Okay, that'll be cool. I really took that well. And so I looked at my kit, and I was getting the fucking syringe, dude. And I was like, dude, I can't go there, man. And I'm in a new town. I'm not grounded in my program and my Potaholics Anonymous program. I didn't have a sponsor to reach out to. But luckily, dude, luckily, I had the big book of Potaholics Anonymous, man. And reading the stories of recovery of this disease, they're dare I say that they they are Uh, definitely motivating by the way Shannon super duper peachy keen kid is on agenda who is super duper peachy keen kid well let's we'll come back to the junkies in a second hey if you're going through marijuana withdrawals junkies you're gonna have to shake it out a little bit more because we're not gonna we're gonna take a little time out from you degenerates And talk about one of the good guys, somebody that's trying to make a positive difference out there, that's right, man. In this weird world, man, where you've got trouble everywhere, you know, here in Colorado, they've got fucking, they're so out of control here in Colorado, they got these things called dispensaries, so-called dispensaries, man. And junkies can go feed their addiction, man. And the state loves it, man. They love it, right? So that's okay. We're going to blow the lid off this whole thing, man. Because it's all being funded by North Korea. Dig? Anyway, back to where I was, man. Now look, this is a story, man. Not everybody's a degenerate. Like, look at this kid. Hiya, gang. I'm Tommy. Well, golly gee gosh, Tommy. You look, well, not with the bong, Tommy. Hold on, wrong Tommy. There we go golly gee whiz Tommy you look like a pretty peachy keen swell fella well I'd like to think I am you know Tommy's just my alter ego ah gee whiz you're joshing me no I'm a superhero that sounds like a bunch of balderdash, if you ask me, man. You ain't know. That's some kind of jive, man. What are you trying to sell? I'm trying to sell a little bit more of the American way, if you don't mind. Uh-oh, Tommy. Well, we'll see, dude, because I hear there is trouble, man. Kim Jong-un, man, has descended, and he's trying to sling North Korean Kush in good patriotic American neighborhoods right now and if we're not careful if we don't stop Kim Jong-un from penetrating these good American neighborhoods man with his narcotic North Korean kush I don't know what we'll do well it's time for me to come to the rescue well this is what super duper peachy keen kid does kids he go ahead Tommy why don't you tell him well first off I do all my homework. Gee, golly, gosh. Then I <laughs> I obey all my authority figures and plan for my future and always do the right thing. But most importantly, I am not 420 friendly. And if I do those things, poof. And there he is, it's Super Duper, Peachy King Kid, fucking flying in the sky, yeah man. Now look here man, I'm gonna go grab my headphones cause I gotta backtrack while Super Duper flies man, but look, the message I'm trying to lay down, alright, in a way that I hope reaches some of you man, is look, it, you don't have to blow grass to fly high, that's right, said super duper just then man super duper solved the fucking problem Kim Jong-un was up to no good that's right bitches it is I Kim Jong-un slinging my North Korean kush man come to my product man ah that's wrong this here's America I'm afraid you're commie narcotic ways aren't welcome here just then to help assist came slider who's slider golly gee gosh where the f have you been slider is a superhero hold on he's a he's a superhero he's a superpower tube of astroglide he greases the skids of justice and if you keep Pushing it, Slider will drop his superpower, petroleum lubricant, sexual lubricant, goo. Boom. Take that, commie. We won't have any of your dope around here. That's right, Kim Jong-un. Thank you, Slider, for greasing the skids. Holy shit. That's right. I'll leave this up here for a second because I want people to really see. This This is even before, man. Look. This is if you get past you know a bunch of lines of defense. What I'm trying to say is, man, you you're not going to win, Junkie, and look what's happening North look what's happening to Kim Jong Un. Ah, drat. That really sucks. It certainly does, Kim Jong-un. You may look all cute and cuddly, but we here in America, we see who you are. You're trying to sling your poison, man, to good Americans and fuck it all up. Well, I tell you what, why don't you go back, man? We don't need your communism here. That's right, man. And if Unless you want more of fucking Slider's Goo. All right. That was, for, that was for Shannon. Don't worry, Shannon. I'm working for, on something edited. For anybody listening, let me explain the history of this insanity. Around October, around the beginning of the pandemic, I started realizing that your good pal was having some problems. I was in the midst of getting, quote, medically retired from my cushy government gig, which sounds great, but I, by now I was having problems sitting. I knew I was going south. So I started doing crazy puppet shows as a way to escape reality and elevate my mundane. I would take things I'd see in Walmart or whatever and tr- like the Astroglide and try to make something out of it. I know a superpower a superhero with a tube of Astro Glide is odd. I'm I'm still plugged in to what, you know, pa- you know passes for reality you know, but I'm kind of delusional, I'm sitting here going, this, you know, is hurts, right, I have to go to fucking ketamine, it's so fucked up, and that may sound like a party, but ketamine once a week is like, dude, so anyway, so I was hoping maybe Astroglide take a look at Slider and go, you know what, I think there is something, I think there is something too, but the point to this, however crazy, this may seem. I'm trying to deal with pain, but I'm also trying to remind myself of something. Before my accident, I ignored everything. Everything. I had lived in the same community for 20 years. I didn't even know my neighbors. Last time I played live music, I couldn't even tell you. I had this accident in 2016. became more and more helpless, but also opened my eyes. The first time that there was a shitload that I was ignoring. People, everything. And I hope to be able to make up for that sin. So in a way, while I don't call myself an artist, I try to take things we ignore. Buildings, places, situations. All of my backdrops from puppet shows are in, quote, the bad areas. Most of them. There's some nice areas, but I always mash them up. But things like a tube of Astroglide, while might be silly is my fuck you and fuck your three extra months. I will find a way to fucking survive. Now back to this fucking set. Now look, I thought, you know, I've tried everything. Uh, You know, I'm not going to bullshit you. When I I got here at Colorado, we was out of control. So look, this next story I'm going to tell you is not pretty. But, you know, just because it's uncomfortable doesn't mean it's less true. Whoops, wrong set, man. So here we are. We find ourselves. Gee, golly, gosh, that looks like a dispensary. It certainly does. What an odd location. Opening shot for an anti-marijuana message. It is, kids. I'm trying to show you how dark this gets because... Nobody is immune from this narcotic. Even, is that who I think it is? Hi, Instagram. Barbie, what are you doing smoking a bong in front of the dispensary? Well, it's a rather tragic story, Barbie's fall, dude. And it's not Instagram she's worried about these days, is it there, Barb's? How are you affording all that hemp there, junkie? I can practically see the needle marks between your toes as Barbie's waiting for the dispensary to open so she could get her fix before she films OnlyFans videos in order to feed her addiction. Each year, this narcotic, the pot, is responsible for over 8 billion deaths. ER rooms throughout the country are littered with, with OD after OD of people coming in od on THC. When are we going to wake up? And now Barbie's running on OnlyFans. I bet you want to know how it started. Well, golly gosh, I'm going to tell you. I kind of gave you the now. But let's go back, man. Because it wasn't always this way for Barbie. No. There was a much simpler time before the weed. What am I doing with my life? Hang on. Golly gosh, Instagram. It's your good pal Barbie, and I'm waiting for a super-duper hot date with my good friend Ken. You see, Ken was getting different vibes. By this time, the fellas were kind of going, Hey, Ken, have you gotten any smoothie off of Barbie yet? Gee, golly gosh, guys, said Ken. That's not cool for me to... Talk about my gal Barbie like that. And I'll tell you, mister. Oh, geez. I want to apologize. I missed something in chat. Somebody wanted to call in because they needed help. Perhaps it was something in the title. So back to Ken. Gee golly gosh, Barbie. The fellas have been giving me a bunch of joshing saying that you really don't like me because we haven't really done any smoothie rubbing. Kenneth, I will remind you, mister, that I am not that kind of girl. Well, golly gee, Barbie said, Ken, I'm a man. I have needs. I need to have my needs for, I'm going to explode my smoothie is rock hard. Well, Ken, you'll have to take that somewhere else. I'm not going to be able to help you, mister. Well, golly gosh, what does this mean? It means we're going to be on break, Ken. I need to find myself a better person. Somebody with goals you gotta be shitting me barbie said ken i've spent all this bread on your townhouse your car your outfits all these goofball vacations man i'm almost 50 years old and i'm frosting my hair look at the way i dress man i do all this in the hopes that i can get a sniff of that smoothie now after all these years you're gonna kick me to the curb ken ran off and so did barbie I guess everything worked out then You know, look, man Everybody has breaks, dude Yeah Everybody does have breaks And I guess You know Barbie and Ken The one thing I want to keep Everybody to keep in mind Is they're human, man Okay? They're human And Oh my gosh, what is that? What you're seeing is obviously a room of a marijuana addict littered with bongs, a bag of weed, Astro Glide, and the dead giveaway, the marijuana needle. Because while he was on his break, man, Ken met somebody, man. He met Raven, dude. And Raven turned Ken on to the needle, dude. And let me tell you, Ken sort of let himself go. Gee, golly gosh, Raven, can you give me some more of that good stuff? I'm starting to go through withdrawals. You know, Ken, you're getting to be a real drag, man. You're really letting yourself go. Obviously, Raven was not responding to Ken's new look, man. That wife beater that's a little too tight with those boxers and white tube top socks man looking good there Kenneth well you know what I'm done with you that's fine Ken I don't need you anymore but just then Raven broke it out because she knew dude see this is how disgusting this is boom you sure you're gonna leave as Raven broke out the needle oh my god I'll do whatever well this time you're getting pegged Ken I'm sorry kids I'm sorry you had to hear that. You know, Raven, obviously, I don't, you know, I put this explicit language, man, but, you know, do you really have to take it and talk about that you're going to peg Ken? I mean, isn't it bad enough that you've got him hooked on the needle and you're using him as your sexual deviant boy toy? Do we really need to hear those details? Look, kids... Ken went from being Barbie's best fella to just another marijuana junkie getting pegged in order to feed his addiction, man. Good luck, Ken. But I'm sure this didn't happen to Barbie. Barbie's a strong gal. She wouldn't let like anything like that happen to her. Well, you know what? I think you're right, man. I I have a feeling, you know, Barbie's a good gal. Boom. Just then, Barbie was out on the town, and she was super duper excited, man. Where the fuck did you go, Barbie? Don't worry, there's gonna be a porn scene at the end. There's Barbie. Oh, hi, Instagram. I'm on a break from that rat fink bastard, Ken. Look, fellas that are just out to get smoothie, they need to go. Take it from me. It needs to be special. Just then, Rod showed up. I'll show you something special. Rod looked like a 70s porn director. Nice porn stash there, Rod. Hey there, hot foxy lady, said Rod to Barbie. I've never. I bet you have. So then Rod started getting closer. to her. Get away from me with that filthy marijuana. Unfortunately, Rod was smoking a rather potent dose of the pot, and the herb wafted. Here, I've made some new sound effects. Listen. This is Rod. <sighs> hey, Foxy Lady, you wanna go co- blow grass? and do oral smoothies together. You're a pig. (laughs) Just then, (coughs) Rod's gotta work on his game. (laughs) Just then, Rod's marijuana smoke (laughs) hit Barbie. Oh no, I'm starting to feel all tingly down there. Let it go, Barbie. Give your body what it needs, said Rod. Oh, Rod, said Barbie. I don't know, it feels so good, but I know it's wrong. That's what makes it so hot, doesn't it, Barbie? Q. Porno music. Boom, 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 boom. Just then, Rod knew it was time, man. So he took Barbie over to Rod's fucking crib. Hang on, man. We're gonna go there. This is what'll happen if you smoked dope. Boom. Oh my God! This is this is a man's bedroom. What's that marijuana needle? Hey, man. Why don't you relax, foxy lady? You're starting to kind of give me a smoothie kill oh i don't know just then rod fucking started rubbing on barbie smoothie man and that fucking obscene action rod you are a degenerate fucker man what what you're you're gonna take fucking barbie into your fucking lair dude get her all hopped up on thc and and then grind with your fucking hand on our smoothie, and you you fucking think this is gonna end well? Just then, Barbie couldn't take it. Boom, 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 Take it, Barbie. Boom, boom, And Barbie said, "Oh God, oh God, that's right." da 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 da. And this could happen to you. Luckily, it's censored, so it's. Look, if you're watching this on YouTube, I've I've censored Rob's smoothie parts, man. For those of you that can't see, Rob is taking Barbie. What you can see is a censored sign over Rob's butt as he apparently is grinding as Barbie is twerking, so to speak. So, we know... What this narcotic can do But what's the way out man You know I get it Everybody's like wow great Great fucking puppet show The world's all fucked up Thanks you're a boomer You know Thanks for the insight man Like we really need you to mansplain all that to us man I get it I get it man you're angry dude I would be too man I would be too But you got to deal with that anger, man. If you don't deal with that anger, this disease is going to kill you, man. You got to get yourself into a program. That's right, man. It's Snake. Snake helped Chad get straight, man. If you recall, Chad got Karen all looped up on the weed, dude. And then accidentally stream them doing sexy time hey snakes my sponsor man and he's got me off weed let me tell you something this narcotic the pot plays for keeps man and it is out there to kill you that's right Chad well how are you gonna give back Chad said Chad's sponsor you know Chad, you're supposed to be a rocker, dude. How can you be a rocker now and not smoke weed? I'm gonna change up my game. Uh-oh, that's right, everybody. <clears throat> and in a first, right here on the Art Foundering podcast, Shannon Mark the date, Michael's Productions. If you're still hanging in there, and if you haven't, I understand. I'm not offended. I I I know. I know this is odd. But if you left, you're missing out, man. Because right here, after being away, after being off in marijuana rehab, man. It's Chad and the Douchebags Reunion, dude. Chad and the Douchebags Reunion. Right here live, dude. And they're going to do something. One of Chad's favorites, man. He used to close the show out back in the day with Freebird, man. Let me tell you something, to put this on context, in context on 57. So right around my so-called awakening sexually, so to speak, around ninth grade, I have this girlfriend. You see, Freebird was the slow jam. And it was a long grindage time in there. And as a wayward youth that was controlled by... in. Every way, shape, and form by the little fireman. Having a chance to do a slow jam, the free bird, was the shit. Weed and sex, man, is what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, instead of doing homework and doing the right thing, no, I was doing pot, man, and trying to feed my sexual deviancy by grinding during Freebird. Well, here in a second, Chad is going to close out his show, not this show, but his show, with the douchebag's new version of Freebird, man. Because this is straight out of my life, man. Way back when, when I, true story, ninth grade, I'm loading, never mind, I'm not going to tell you what I'm doing until after this anti-weed message. I want to stay on brand. Um, So, anyway, when I I was a dipshit, much like I am now, but in ninth grade, this fucking wicked awesome band swings by our fucking high school. And they play this set where they tease us with their music. And they go, hey, man, if you really want to catch a show, well, why don't you get tickets, whatever, and head out to the high school gymnasium on a fucking Tuesday or whatever the fuck it was, like Tuesday at seven. And I'm all excited because I know these guys are going to close the show out with Freebird and I'm dating this girl. And, you know, so we get tickets and I'm fucking, you know, we're high and I'm like getting excited because it's time, man. It's getting, it's you know, end of the show, you know, I'm going to fucking get it going with the grindage. I got it all planned out because, you know, that's a long time to be rubbing on one another, at least at that age without any so-called relief. So the band gets up there. All right, you guys ready for the bird? And the dude, I shit you not, starts going into a testimony of Jesus, no drugs, and premarital sex. Needless to say, it kind of put a damper on my plans, man. Back in the day, man, me and the douchebags, we were so strung out on the THC I'd wake up in the morning multiple women in my bed and dig this I was so fucked up man that I don't even remember their names to this day man but I'm here to tell you something man the band and I learned we don't have to live Sex, drugs In the pot and rock and roll Nah So nah, I wanna Instead of rocking free bird, man I'd like to share My testimony, man That's right Of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, man Because without Him I couldn't have gotten off the pot, man And without Him I couldn't live chased and being off the pot and not engaging in premarital sex. Let me tell you something. Jesus is good, man. And I just want you to get a little Jesus. Yeah, man. Something like that. Then he started, my girlfriend was like, I feel a little uncomfortable right now. I'm like What do you mean? You can't get beyond that? I'm trying to Fuck it like a douchebag Man I got one thing On my mind Can we Go? <laughs> Chad and the douchebags rocking Freebird Telling you And every one of you's And you-ins You ones. you do not have to wake up Man and- go, where, where's my wallet? Where am I, man? What's this weed done to me, man? Hey, man, what happened to the TV? Well, I'm smoking the TV. Golly gee whiz, Tommy. Don't you think you need to slow down? Slow down, man. I need it. I need it. I've heard a lot of junkies say that, man, on the way to the ER, I need it. You know what you do need? Come on, everybody, let's do it. You can live, uh, weed-free, and chased, come on, rockin' with Jesus. Yeah. Uh oh, that's right man, no more sex in the pot, and my rock and roll is only gonna glorify him man, because he's responsible for all of it man, all the good, and come on man, he's just asking you to do a few things to get that unconditional love man, alright. Alright, I'll try to finish this out. I thought this is a really slow version of it, sorry. That night I was cock blocked, yo. Cocked blocked by Jesus Christ. Yeah, man. One more time. Hip-hop, hippity hip-hop. Thought I was gonna hear free bird. Instead, I got a lecture about being a little hard on, man. I was cock blocked. Alright. Thank you very much, man. Thank you to Chad and the douchebags. <clears throat> to be honest with you guys, you know, look, it's been what can you know? Truthfully, it's been a trip. You know, life has been an incredible journey, man. But to be able to, I don't know, can I can I share something with you? And maybe just don't give me a hard time. But to be able to make it long enough to see this reunion of Chad and the Douchebags, man. And as I struggle like we all struggle I know that if I just hang in there, there'll be other great experiences like the one we all had here tonight man. If I could just hang on, golly gosh just hang on. And that's how you do it, man. That's how you kick this potaholism. It's not think about next year. It's not think about three months from now. It's one day at a time. For me, I get through it meal to meal. I just try to plan how am I going to make it to dinner, to breakfast, to lunch. I don't know what... This was I don't know how to explain it In a lot of ways I know It's a confirmation That I'm clearly insane But there are times in life When we are presented With nothing but Unpleasant options There are no good options So we pick The option The bad option With the least amount of consequences In my case As I started realizing That this was taking more of a hold My coping mechanism is disassociation So I spent a lot of time trying not to Be here And I noticed something Given that my previous life I used to be a engineer, technical kind of guy, there is a correlation with the amount of discord that's going on with the level of out there that these puppet shows have become. They are bizarre. Doing something like I just done at 57 is a rather surreal experience. In a lot of ways, I think I'm dead. I had a surgery on election day in 2016. And woke up to a world three years later that was so unbelievably hard to understand after being away for three years that I thought maybe I died and the fact that I'm never getting any help for what I think and I'm now in a different state and they tell me they're going to help me but it keeps getting pushed back and it's like is this ever really going to happen and am I ever really going to how much longer can we really hang out and you get in all those fucking questions that At the end of the day, I can't do anything about. But I know I'm the type of guy that will fester, that will read into, well, this must be I'm a fucking shit. All this happened because I'm a bad person. No, it happened because it didn't happen. It's hard to keep that framework when the so-called carrot keeps getting pulled back. I don't know that explains what this was. It's just my attempt, man. Um, We do serious content. So look for that as well. Man. So I'm going to be back live streaming in about an hour. But for now, gee golly gosh, man. Let's bring out, look... Enough of the fucking, you know, fucking who gives a rat's ass what the fuck is running through my fucking head when I slap down this fucking bullshit. That's a, this is a rather long winded way of saying, hey man, I'm all about making excuses for being batshit fucking crazy. I should have listened to my authority figures when I had the chance. They were all telling me, like this guy, goddamn right. I tell you what would be good for you. Why don't you why don't you join the Marine Corps? Good idea, Hank. Thanks for that one. But you know who we haven't heard from? As I've been bashing the the people that are inflicted with this disease of potaholism, you know, in my zest to reach somebody, I overlooked a really good friend of the program, man, and I'm sorry, but I have to bring him out, and there he is, Satan, hey, everybody, it's Satan, gee golly, hey, everybody, don't look, there are multiple paths to top Mount Fuji, alright, I'm not like into Satanism, all right. But I'm like, Satan seems okay, look, all right. So I throw him a bone. He and this is how he helps, man. Hey, kids, it's your good pal Satan. Just want to remind you although all the characters on Spanky's Puppets are cute and adorable, like the weed pusher, man. That's right. (laughs) Oh, I forgot, kids. We're going to come back to him after the Satan disclaimer. That's right. By the way, do you really want to fly high? Hey, weed pusher, we're trying to end this show on a good note, man. I don't need you slinging your fucking hemp. Back to Satan. Look, although all these characters are adorable, this is filth. It's not for kids. So, unless you're, like, in the process of Trying to be like the weirdest kid imaginable. Please be an adult when you watch this shit. It is not meant for... This is, like, next level insane. Kids should not have to fucking be anywhere near this. Normal people shouldn't have to be anywhere near this. Satan, I want to thank you, man. Golly gosh, kids. You know your good pal Satan would never josh you. You know? And that's a thing, dude. Satan, he he's not, I'm not here to judge. What do you mean, Satan? Hey, every, Satan's got an appeal. Hey, are you going through tough times? Are your parents getting a divorce? Are you, do you not have many friends at school? Golly gosh, your good buddy Satan understands, especially if they're giving you a hard time for doing the pot. Gee whiz, Satan, you're gonna go after the vulnerable that way? Look, that's how Satan operates. He's looking for your weakness, dude. He doesn't care. He just wants to get you started on a regimen of hemp addiction. Because he knows once you start serving that master, you'll be Satan's personal fucking bitch. Gee, golly gosh, you know your good pal Satan wouldn't just then Jesus showed up. Hey, Satan. Look, man. Your 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 game is rather tired, said Jesus. But then again, Jesus was smoking weed. That's right, kids. Because in a future podcast, I will tell you about the book of weed. But right now, in a news flash, Jesus, at least the one that keeps popping up here, man. He's okay with everything, especially weed. I don't give a shit. I just want to get high. Look at me fly. Ah, Jesus, you're a fucking hoot when you get to getting stoned, said Satan. And I guess what I'm trying to say is this, man. If if Satan and Jesus can find a way to work through their differences, can't we? Right? Right, Shannon? Michael's Productions? Mom? If Satan and Jesus could... Link arms and brotherhood? Smoke weed? What's our excuse? For not. Yes, he was. Not being. Not being. That's right, Jesus. We're really. Jesus is saying, you're fucking apostates, all of you. By now, you should have developed much better weed than this shit I'm smoking. What do you mean? Well, kids, you see, well, gosh, I'll do it later. But in the book of hemp, the story of Easter is when the Easter bunny showed up and Jesus is like, holy shit, man. Am I still flying? Am I still hallucinating from that marijuana trip I was on in the desert? And, And fucking Easter bunny said, no, man, let me hip you to my hemp infused chocolate eggs. And Jesus partook of the hemp-infused chocolate egg, and it was good, and Jesus cried, dude. But before it got to that point, Jesus was like, hey, man, I got a great idea. Why don't we get on donkeys, get all fucking high, and go into Jerusalem and fucking catch some punk rock or something? And then Apostle Poopy Poopypan said, well, Jesus, the Roman guards are being real fucking stains about the weed. So, if you want to fucking donkey in the fucking Jerusalem, you're going to have to do it straight. And Jesus wept, man. Jesus was like, wait a minute. How, how am I supposed to spread the good news, man? The good news of the weed. If I am not currently on the weed, how can I share the good news if we are going to get hassled by the fucking man because we're holding? And just then, Peter the Hemp-Tail said, Hey, Jesus, I think i got a solution to your problem, man. Jesus said, Jesus said, Holy shit. I thought the snakes and other stuff I was seeing on that marijuana trip in the desert were weird, man. But now I'm starting to hallucinate and see fucking talking bunnies. I must be having a marijuana trip flashback. And just then, Apostle fucking poopy pants said, "Hey, man, it's all good. Get this is fucking this is the East. This is fucking Pete, man. Pete Peter the Hemp Tail." And that's right. Peter the Hempto said, Hey, Jesus, I got a solution to your fucking problem, dude. And Jesus said, What's that? He goes, Hemp infused chocolate eggs. It's what I do. And the fucking Easter bunny slipped him some fucking hemp infused chocolate eggs. And Jesus took one bite and immediately was like, And it was good, dude. And Jesus was high. And then they all got high riding donkeys. It, it, while fucking inge- ingesting hemp-infused uh, chocolate eggs from Peter the Hemp Tail, and that's the story of Easter, and that story's been robbed from all of you because the man doesn't want you to know the truth. So look, you know, I I know I'm not trying to cause a faith crisis. That's not my trip, man. It's like, you know, there are many paths to the top of Mount Fuji. I'm just telling you that, and I don't really like to get into religion, you know, but I'm a follower of the Book of Hemp, man. I would say I'm a fucking orthodox follower, you know, but I don't like to wear it on my sleeve. If if you don't like, if the Book of Hemp doesn't jive with you, man, hey, you know, it's like we don't have missionaries. I'm not here to fucking hassle you, dude, you know, but... If you wanna get into the book of hemp, man, I got a lot of a lot more than the story of the Easter Bunny, man. But now Jesus shows up and he's like, What the fuck, dude? What is this shit? What is this? Strip malls? You guys you guys got strip malls? You say I want fucking strip malls and all this bullshit? A fucking amusement park? A theme park? Gee whiz Jesus. No man. Where's the where's the advances in marijuana? I don't give a shit about landing on the moon. We should have killer weed by now. All of you are apostates. <laughs> <laughs> but but I'm going to tell you something. And <clears throat> you guys got to kind of keep it here. It's going to be kind of crazy, man. But Jesus of the hemp appeared to me during my last ketamine treatment session. And he said, hey, man. It's all true. I need you to be my fucking prophet. And I was like, Jesus, the hemp man. I got a lot I'm going through right now, dude. I'm trying to get this fucking back fucking fixed, dude. And he's like, Did I ask you that shit? I got a message, you know. And these fucking apostates, they're they're fucking they're all apostates. They're an abomination before me. I'm like, Jesus, why do you got to be such a hard-on? Because there should be better fucking weed than this. I require much higher fucking THC concentrate in my weed. Jesus, dig it. You and I are on the same page, man. And that's why I'm lockstep with him. Because we should have much better weed. Sure, some of it's okay. What would Jesus smoke? Are you growing? Are you... Are you Producing the type of TAC product that Jesus would approve of I think we all know the answer to that So he reached out to me and he told me we got to get it straightened out man So I'm currently Now here's how it works dude He sent another angel man And he's fucking the angel stoner, dude. Hold up. Let me get rid of fucking Jesus. He's fucking me up here. Or at least look at something else. Here, we'll do this. Boom. So, anyway. Whoops. Sorry, guys. Sorry, 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 sorry. We'll fix it real quick. All right. Whew. My apologies. All right. So... Anyway, it works like this. I'm sorry we're on this segue, it but it be it's with it being Sunday and all. Um <clears throat> so basically once I'm worthy I'll be able to uh get access to these uh plates, the book of hemp, man. And I have these special spectacles dude that I'll be able to translate. And so Stay tuned for more, man. But right now, you know, you know, I'm just trying to, you know, repent for not following the book of him, man. Anyway. Okay, couple things. I'm not going to talk a lot about my condition live. However, I did commit to doing something. Uh, The Countdown to Soon series is a series where I attempt to illustrate what life is like uh, following a traumatic accident, and and this is from my perspective. It's a response to just conversations with people that are in similar situations, many times much worse, uh, in clinics and, you know... uh, doctors offices blah 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 and they all want to want to hear something real you know so it's my attempt to kind of talk about what this experience is like in in a very real way you know um most of the time um it's it's all ad-libbed i don't you know i do 30 minutes on a topic i try to do 30 minutes on a topic and um anyway it's a countdown to soon series there are 10 episodes The last episode (coughs) included uh, a real-time reaction, so to speak, of the bad news I received Friday. And uh, the next episode that I'll probably work on tonight, which means it'll be out tomorrow, will be something more of a real-time, because I will will get through this, I have no doubts. Uh, However... You know, it's not easy street. I, there, I've got to uphold my end of the bargain to get there. Um, and it's really hard right now to not be discouraged. But we'll get through that. Uh, with that said, that's the Countdown The Soon series. Now, the other series we're doing is called Profiles in Pain. have won so far. Brandon Pollard came on. If anybody wants to share their story, it doesn't have to be an injury. Uh, the whole point of this podcast was there are stories. Anybody wants to reach out. Twitter's probably the best way these email systems are clunky on social media. unless you know me in real life. If you know me in real life, then email me in real life. Um, anyway, that's profiles and pain. Also doing I'm going to be doing puppets again. I have to, Pro- probably a lot live, but I'll probably produce some stuff, look for a Christmas special. Um, but also I'm, I'm doing a movie and this is what I want to talk about. I'm doing a movie like review, like some of my favorite cult movies and the one that I have queued up, I'm just waiting for what would be the coolest time to do it is a movie called The Room, Mm -hmm. which is directed, produced, written, starred, et cetera, et cetera. Tommy Wiseau fascinating story how the movie was made the movie makes zero sense I've got sound clips of some of the great scenes from it and you know a little bit of trivia so if you're if you're into quirky movies and this this is not most people are familiar with this this, this movie it's you know but even if you are you know uh, just check that out because I, I want to start doing that and then I'm going to do some history stuff because I'm a geek so there'll be a variety of different things so if this is not your cup of tea, please don't give up. Because and please hear me on this. I don't I the only reason I'm podcasting is to give my brain something to do. I'm not a performer. I'm not an artist. I'm not you know, I play a lot of guitar, but that doesn't mean, you know, um you know these are things I've stumbled into. Now I enjoy doing them. You know, the thing that hurts me the most is um I can't do as good a job as as I could if I wasn't so dominated. But this is my way of pushing back. But something else. I believe that people that are in my situation what is critical is having something to do but beyond that something meaningful unique and i want to be able to support, support people that i know i'm basically bed bound so i'm I've developed workarounds to do these things, to do these animate these crazy things. Because I have a crazy vision. And the crazy vision is this. Right now, while I want to be 100% own everything, right now, unfortunately, I couldn't do this topic justice to, uh, to, um, right now but i i am going here we are all right let me me explain to you what this is this is daspo department of the army special photographic office this unit was active from 1962 to 1974 JFK started this unit. Now, they had combat photographers. This the, the mission of this unit, this is pre-internet, was to get real-time combat footage on film, you know, film, pictures, movies, sound, and that would be rushed back to the President and the Pentagon, and it was their way of getting a, bird's eye view if you will okay a couple things about this unit that are fat first the big disclaimer is my father when he went to vietnam he went to vietnam multiple tours it was with this unit he never really talked about it my father died in 2000 but um he and i could tell that he really loved his time with this unit and I know that might sound odd to people, Vietnam War, but he, you know, he wound up, he was a drafted person that became a career officer. But this was, he was young then. You know, this was, in, you know, 60, I was born, this was like 67 to 72. He was, but I, you know, I spent a lot of time in, in Hawaii and in Fort Shafter or Atlantic City. But anyway, he was in this unit. That's a disclaimer. But the other thing is fascinating, so these guys, how they would deploy is they would deploy into Vietnam and they would do like three to four month deployments, but during that time, it was like one hot spot to another. So it was like constantly hot, if you will. And so, you know, my dad did just countless of those things. Um, but the composite, the Army wanted to cherry pick like, quote, the best... Photographers, filmmakers, you know, uh, sound engineers, all the things it takes to make like a production, the army wanted to capture that talent for this unit. And primarily that talent came from draftees who were not like digging the war. But somehow these guys, and it's just, you know, after my father died. You know, I I was afforded the opportunity to go back and look through some of his stuff. But there was this scrapbook they gave him when he retired from the Army. And these guys that were kids, you know, this was 84, and these guys were kids, you know, like 67, serving with my father. And the things they said about him just, you know, made me feel really good because they were all like... You know, he wasn't a, a fuck, he looked out for him, he wasn't like a typical, I just all these things. I was like really proud. But then I, I, I think about the stories and the, 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 the people that served in this unit, you know, went on to do things. Uh, one was Tom Mentir. he was a journalist at CNN. I don't have the other guy's name, but there was somebody that served with my dad that became a producer in Hollywood. Uh, There were some other journalists, some are artists, you know, but I want to be able to, to tell this story in like multiple formats. You know, and when I say I, it's their story. I want to be good enough at, at filmmaking, video making this kind of thing to do their story that they tell to me justice. You know, I'm going to reach out to a few of the people that I still know. Um, I've already reached out to this Combat Photographers Association. They're bending over backwards. So I think I will get a lot of cooperation from vets that served in this unit, um, especially during Vietnam. Uh, to come in and share their story in a real deep, and I want to approach this. When I say a documentary, I always say uh, the quality of a Netflix, and that means the video, the sound, those things. I view Netflix, most Netflix documentaries is a little bit light. This is going to be more of a geek thing, right? But, you know, definitely like a documentary but also like a podcaster, a bunch of different things that's the project that I would like to work on who I would like to be a part of the people that do the film editing and all these things I talked about all these things I taught myself while laying on my back would be people that are in my situation so not only would this be, like, something that really needs to be done just to get the hit? Because I also want to approach it from a histor- like a living history for the military histories because there's not much out there on this. And so, you know, if I'm fortunate enough to get, well, this is what I want to work on, and, you know, I would like to, the people that help me or the people, you're, you know, you hope they just... You know, Deal with your pain, whatever, and they're just thrown off in a corner. It's not gonna cure anything. But it gives you something that's kinda of cool to do. And you know, this wouldn't be it this wouldn't be you know, this would be anyway, that's but in order to do that, I gotta be credible at doing this. It's one thing to have a great idea, or what some people. I think it's a it, it's an interesting idea, but in order to follow through with that, I gotta get more credible at this. So I'm open right now. I'm in the situation I'm in, right? I can't get the guests and the things I talk about, so I'm just gonna figure it out between now and now, December twentieth. But like I said. If the puppets aren't your cup of tea, please give the other content a shot. Because I know it's scatterbrained right now. Because I'm scatterbrained. But I I, I hope it's for a good end. Anyway, with that said, I've talked way too much serious stuff. In the middle... Uh, okay, on the guitar... on the, Okay. Musically, I was going to... Uh, I'm going to do couple things I always wanted to to say I had an album and I thought it would be cool to before the surgery have like a five song LP it's not for money it's just to say hey man my music's on iTunes and so I was set to do that well I was in the process of doing that And since the surgery got pushed back, I'm still going to do that. But I'm also going to work on, like, uh, like, uh, an an acoustic original instrumental-like album uh, because the other thing is with guitar. um, After my accident, I wasn't able to play. I played guitar as a kid, and I couldn't hold a guitar. I couldn't, use my body the way i and i was like shit this thing's robbed me of everything but i had this classical and the brand was cordoba and i just got it right before my accident because i was going to fuck around on it because i wanted to learn how to, you know flamenco y. anyway uh, you know bone infection everything um even putting something on my chest was too hard, but there was something about that guitar that um, it was light enough, but I was able to play it. Not the way I played before. The way I play now is not the way I played before. It's totally different. Um, It's not good or bad. It's just, um, it is what it is, but I'd like to do uh, like an instrumental album uh, of like some kind of original stuff that I do. And so that's, you know, music is cool. I did that. I was able, is another kind of cool thing. I'm, I'll never be thankful. Never, ever, 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 ever be thankful for this accident, ever. What I have lost is not worth it not worth it so having said that i've been able to go to three open mics in the condition i'm in and that's i think that's kind of cool that i've been able to do that i don't know if i'll be able to do another one but that was interesting the problem for me is and i just pushed through it is i can't sing because um it hurts my back Uh, So there's, there's only a certain, there's a certain way I've got to sing in order to handle playing a guitar and singing and making it through a complete song without like, boom. That's why a lot of my original songs are like maybe three minutes. It's not that I don't have a lot to say. That's about as long as I can play. And, and and sing without going, oh, fuck, you know? So it's odd, you know, because it's like the songs are, like, not singing, you know? And then my songwriting is really bizarre, you know? But maybe it's not. I don't know, you know? But anyway, look for more of that. So I got off track. I apologize. Started off with a puppet show. Maybe I need therapy. This is almost... What what is going on is in real time is what how someone this was devastating news you know it's not I mean for me and it's gonna be hard and so you know in real time you're watching somebody because I can't. I can't make it from here to there being devastated and allowing this to uh, get me down. At the same time when, you know, this is like, you know, I've kind of been at this for a while and, you know, the body and everything and and I don't want to start the thought process like, do you have much fight left in you and all this stuff? So this is like in real time watching somebody try to figure out how am I going to successfully navigate from here to there. Knowing that it's, I don't want to over be a drama fucking person, but it is like being tortured daily. And so, you know, how do you navigate that in a way that... um, You're more up than down. And... um, Right after... You thought that relief was going to be... Like one week from now. And... It's three months. So... It's... You know... It's a Cadillac problem. In that... Unless something fucking fucks up... I still have that surgical option. Because I will tell you... If that option... Wasn't there... I don't know, this is hard, but we don't have to think about all that right now, we have to think about the land of make-believe, but I want to apologize for getting off on a tangent, this will be a, one of the weirder podcasts I've ever done, not really, but it'll be right up there, anyway, want to wish everybody nothing but peace and love, man, from Parts Unknown, Colorado, this is Will Dick with the Art of Floundering Podcast, thank you for giving this a shot, peace and love, bye. This concludes another episode in the return of Spanky's Puppets Live. From all of us at the Art of Floundering Podcast, peace and love.